Good day, everybody. Welcome to Owl Salad. Owl Salad! 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 Owl salad. Owl salad. Owl salad. Owl salad. Owl salad. Change that channel. Listen to this. You can lose your belly overnight. Ha! Ah! My belly! So what happened, Sarah? I woke up and my belly was gone! Well, there you have it, folks. The brand new Miracle Belly Napper. It literally steals your belly in the middle of the night. Come in. Sherlock, there's been another reporting of a belly napping. A third victim of the miracle belly napper. We'd better call Sherlock Holmes. Hello? Sherlock Holmes? Oh, Sherlock Steinberg, how are you? Not well. I regret to inform you that a series of stomachs have been snatched by the Miracle Belly Napper. Peculiar. Yes. I'm terribly sorry to burden you with this affair. If my deductions are correct, there's not a moment to lose. The Miracle Belly Napper will surely strike again. I must find my cocaine and be on my way. Half-a-ham. Indeed. It looks like she literally fell down the stairs. Yes, Doctor. Who could have done this? Miracle belly napper. No, it couldn't be. I'm quite certain. For you see, Watson, earlier this month I passed Miss Half-Half-A-Ham in the park and concluded her torso was gross. The very same Miss Half-Half-A-Ham now lies at the bottom of the staircase. Contorted, yes. Lifeless, without question. But what a physique! Such powers you have, Holmes. And look, what's that in her hand? Why, it's a note. Read it! Dear Sherlock Holmes... Oh, why are you doing that? Just read it. Hmm, all right. Dear Sherlock Holmes, I've taken the bellies to Canada. End of the line. Yours very truly, the Miracle Belly Napper. My God, Watson! How could he know I was afraid of Canada? I'm so sorry, Holmes. 
If I am to die in that goose-infested wasteland, so let it be. Quickly, we must have our cocaine and be on our way. Cocaine? with Canadian law, we are obliged to show you the following video. Please watch closely as the following relates to a subject matter of great international concern. Sir, you are coming to Canada for child sex tourism. We are aware of who you are and your habits are disgusting. Why don't you climb a mountain? Why don't you try some Putin? The children are off limits, Dakar. No excuses. You are warned, and to be clear, this is permissible. Hello, I'd like to see a hockey game. This is not permissible. <coughs> permissible? Look, it's the CN Tower. Not permissible. <coughs> Turn off the camera. I don't want you to see my face. My face, not your face, you pervert. <coughs> Enjoy your in-flight entertainment. Where does a real man come from? Manitoba! And where is it, huh? Manada? What? No. It's on Neptune! Yes, Manitoba or Neptune, where all men gruff and burly and bearded live to do manly things like... Go to work. Wear pants. Trim my mustache. Hug and kiss. Oh, look. Women! Women! But Manitoba wasn't always this manly. Or on Neptune. No, just 200 years ago it was in Canada where everyone was a sissy and wore a frou-frou. But these Manitoba men who wanted so dearly to be manlier tried to fight for their independence but lost every battle because they too were sissies and wore frou-frous. But then, one day, Métis boy Louis Riel came along. Yar! Did somebody say Métis? Yes, Louis Riel, chosen by God himself. But me! To lead the man to men, chosen because he looked really rebellious with his pierced nipples and long hand-plucked mustache. And as the most rebellious man in Manitoba, Louis Riel stopped at nothing until his fellow Manitoba men had defeated the Canadians and gained their independence once and for all. Louis, get out of bed, Louis. Yeah, uh, leave me alone, Mom. I was sleeping. Get up. Is this what the rebel leader of Manitoba does all day? You want to be the rebel leader of Manitoba. And you told me you were going to execute Scott on Friday. It's Wednesday. Hey, who's Scott? Don't. Who's Scott me? He's that boy from Canada your friends kidnapped. He's been in a cage in the yard all week. If you don't execute him, you'll never make Manitoba into the manliest province in the world like you've always promised. Is that what you want? 
No. Now execute him, or I'll spank your bottom. I'll do it this afternoon. No, you're going to do it now. <laughs> your friends want to shoot Scott. Why don't you go shoot Scott with them? I don't want to shoot Scott. Oh, yeah? Is that how good boys start a rebellion? By not shooting people? No. Were you chosen by God? I guess. So are you going to shoot Scott, or should I? No. I'll do it. Good. Now get. Look, everybody. Louie's come outside to shoot Scott. We hate Scott so much. Now, everybody, don't make him nervous. This is Louie's first time executing a boy from Canada. So be supportive. <laughs> Ma, come on. All right, Louie, go on. Execute Scott now. Oh. Ow. Louie, is that how real prophets from God execute their enemies? No. How do real prophets from God execute their enemies, Louie? With a gun. That's right. Here. Now give it a try. Ow. You have to shoot him in the head, Louie. I know, Ma. You're not holding the gun right. Let me execute Scott the way I want to, Ma. Ow. Point it like this. Ow. Ow. Ma. I know what I'm doing! Oh, that one did it. I'll get you for this, Riel! Look out! The Canadians are coming! The Canadians are coming! Aw, man! Run, Louie! What? Where? to my rocket ship! God? Yes, Louie. I've come to save you! Where are you taking me? Neptune! What? Dude, Neptune! Keep it real, dude! And thanks to the Christian god, Manitoba, the manliest province in the world, found its new home on sunny, sunny Neptune. This has been a Neptunian heritage moment. Good night, Neptune. Good morning, Neptune. Hi, I'm Williams V. Briscoe. And I'm Briscoe V. Williams. And this is the news at two. Coming up this hour... I just told one story after another. A creative convict avoided prison gangbangs for 1,001 nights by entertaining his would-be attackers with enticing tales. He's being dubbed Shahara Zizzles. Hippopotamuslims. How Sharia law is changing Africa's sub-Saharan river horse. And actor Serial from daytime soap opera The Bread and the Serial speaks about her soggy co-star's tragic drug addiction. All this and more coming up on today's edition of the News at Two. News that's always bready to talk about the hard stuff. But first, organ transplants are on the rise in Canada. Statistics Canada has reported 17,000 organs being moved out of churches and then into other churches just this year. The Minister of Health has this to say. This really has nothing to do with our branch of government. Organs, the musical instrument, are not the concern of the Ministry of Health. 
But yesterday, Gerald Kochi Kutcher, professional mover from Regina-based moving company Move It and or Lose It, discovered that one of the organs he was transplanting was filled with intestines. We were moving it and it was heavy, eh? Then Cal noticed that the whole thing smelled like guts. So sure enough, when we looked inside, the large pipes were filled with large intestines. Were the small pipes filled with small intestines? No, just more large intestines. Not sure what happened to the small ones. The Minister of Health had this to say. This is something the Ministry of Health is concerned with, yes. Uh, if people are stuffing their organs with organs, that is a matter that the Ministry of Health will have to set out some form of policy, as we certainly don't approve of that kind of organ transplanting. But some protesters are not happy with such laissez-faire and bureaucratic solutions and have demanded immediate and extreme action. God hates transplants! God hates transplants! Jesus never wore transplants! The issue has become the center of debate in the upcoming provincial elections. The majority government will only go so far to say they remain opposed to smugglers transplanting innards hidden in musical instruments. I say this is not enough. When will the government take real action? Must our violins be filled with veins before anything is done? I propose to ban organ transplants of all kind, instrument or otherwise. But such extremism is not appreciated by all members of the public. I cannot believe a homonym could get in the way of my kidney transplant. The issue has become so controversial that the government of Canada will appeal to the Council of the English Language to change one of the words. We spoke with the president of the English Language Council, Kachasama Asama Shahasama Asama Shahasama Abba Abdakura. Who has this to say? We do speak to the man who named the organ instrument and to the man who named the organ insides. So too far, neither man will change the word. In fact, those two men are fist fighting outside our studio at this very moment. We now turn to a dolphin covering the story. We will update you on the story as it happens. Stay tuned. Getting off on technicalities. Oh, you naughty technicality. That and more when we return. Oh, Hasama, president of the English language. You have so much power. We must make love. In English? No, in the English language, I comes before you. But in the Hasama language, you comes before I. Me? You! Oh! You! Make love to I! Oh! My eye! This is Sherlock Holmes. Open up. We know there's a sheep in there. Just a minute! What's with the sheep? It's, uh, not my sheep. It's uh, her sheep. Hello. Who are you? Mavis Baker. All right, Miss Baker. What's with the sheep? Oh, I've been playing the sheep for nigh on 31 years now. My dear mother was a sheep, and her mother played the sheep, and her mother was and played the sheep. Sheep to the end, you know. Mavis Baker, I'm confused. Do you play the sheep like an instrument, or are you yourself a sheep? 
Oh, I've been playing the sheep for over 31 years now. My dear mother was a sheep, and her mother played the sheep. But do you play the sheep? Aye. May I see your sheep? I've been looking for a sheep player of your caliber, and I think you both be perfect for my orchestra. I'm a conductor, you know. How can I be sure? I'll prove it. Here's my baton. Goodness, pull up your pants, sir. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. At Roy Thompson Hall this evening, we would like to play for you Dvorak's Symphony No. 9 in E minor, scored for two sheep, six swine, a gnat, and this soprano B. In F. And please welcome on solo ship tonight, Mavis Baker and her you. Hello. Ech, please, Miss Baker, when's the last time you tuned your sheep? Oop, sorry. Let me get me clippers. Now, let's give her a go. symphony tonight, dear? Hardly. Could that sheep have exploded any later? Let's go to the movies. of a deranged man wielding a samurai sword are coming out of Japan today. Yeah.
Um, is that you? Who? <sighs> yeah, that's him. Who? Come to the kitchen, honey. Hi, Sam. Honey, we wanted to talk to you about this whole samurai thing. We all think it's getting a little out of hand. Sam? Tokomo-san! No, it's Greg. I'm your best friend. You're scaring your wife, and Humphrey and I feel responsible because we got you that sword. He's doing it again. We know you're still there, and we know that you would never want to hurt us. Please, Sam, put down the sword. Samurai Gaodoratsu Pushita Kotoda Kanai. I was running! I didn't know where the journey would take me. But one thing I knew, I was no longer Samuel Goldschneider. I was the Samurai! No, no, no! Shh! This isn't what I paid to see. Shh. I paid to see the movie about wood. Shh. The movie about wood. Trees, a lot, but only sort of. Like the severely handicapped, trees don't put up much of a fight. You can degrade them, spit on them, even chop at them with an axe really, really hard. And there isn't much they'll do to stop you. See? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Owl Salad does not condone degrading the handicapped or hacking at the handicapped with an axe really, really hard. Funny though it may be. Welcome all to How to Be a Tree 101. I'll be your teacher, an enormous tree. Hello! You! Get out of my class! Trees don't say hello! <laughs> So, lesson number one. If somebody starts chopping at you with an axe, what's the most important thing for you to do? You there. Oh, uh, talking move. You, F. <laughs> Anybody else? That's right, class. You do nothing. You just stand there like a tree. Let me demonstrate. Julio? Keep going, Julio. Okay. Any questions? I question the educational value of this lecture. You! Are you the belly napper? No, I'm just a tree. You! Where'd you get that belly? You take it from someone? No. Ice cream gave me this belly. It's no use, Holmes. No, I shan't give up yet. No. If I am to catch the belly napper, I must think like a belly. Think like a belly. Think like a belly.
Watson. I know what I must do. Oh, uh, Mr. Watson. Mr. Holmes has already arrived. Please. yourself. Eating. If I am to catch a belly, I must think like a belly. How much have you put on? 813 pounds. My God. I've also developed diabetes. All in three days. Expect nothing less from the world's greatest detective. No, to work, Watson. <laughs> Unfortunately. Holmes? Holmes? I know where to find the belly napper. Where? <laughs> I am, Holmes, and I'm fatter than you. And if you come any closer, I'll steal the belly away from Mrs. Mrs. Rakowski! So stay back! I'm going to catch him, Watson. Fetch me my gurney. Right away. And ham. You belly napper! You haven't caught me yet, Holmes! Oh, my belly! Oh, my belly! Why did you take all the bellies? I don't know. I like bellies. But I'm not the only one. Wherever there's a local drug shop, you'll find a belly napper. At grocery markets, specialty stores, online, miracle belly nappers can be found. Give me your belly. Oh! That one's for free. But I shall catch them all. Every belly napper there is, for I am the greatest detective the world has ever known. And if you listening at home want a miracle belly napper of your own, you'll just have to outsmart me, Sherlock Holmes. Don't hesitate, don't delay. Lose weight with your very own miracle belly napper today. But hurry, there's a limited supply, and Sherlock Holmes is hot on their trail. Are you up for the challenge? I think I'll just stay fat. Thank <laughs> you.